0: Are you ready to take your business to the top? Well, strap in and hold on tight. You're listening to the Top of the Wall Podcast from Redwall Marketing. Business and marketing strategies to lift you above the competition and over the wall of mediocrity. Now, here's your host, J.R. Griggs. Hey, it's JR here with Redwall Marketing, and in this episode, we're going to kind of extend a little bit of what we talked about in last episode, where we talked about customer avatars and how to define your perfect customer. We talked about how important it was to really know every detail about your perfect customer and really know what their, you know, what their, you know, lifestyles like, kids, family, all that good stuff. And this week, we're going to extend that a little bit and talk about knowing your market. So taking it a little further, where we're discussing the general area of where you're reaching. And this could be for your product, if you're a nationwide or worldwide type product, online product. We wanna know, you know, a little bit more about the general market, a little broader scale, right? And and if you're a local business, this will be really applicable because when you're a local business, your business really should be tailored to the area you're in and what they're accustomed to and all that. So and then we're also gonna um, discuss a little bit about how to, how to figure that out and how to learn that, how to discover, you know, what that should be, what that looks like for your business. And, uh, I'm, you know, still up here in Canada and that's where I got the idea for this episode was, is I'm up here in Canada, I'm in a little town called Cowansville right now and we're going to be here another few days and, uh, it's just a great example of a little town that's got a very tight, you know, market, uh, like right now I'm right off of a main street, they would call it. And uh, there's a little coffee shop I'm about to go to. I'm actually out in the car, so if you hear any uh, cars honking or people driving by, I'm in the car recording this. I'm not driving. I'm sitting in a parking lot uh, about as I I'm about to go into the coffee shop where I'll edit the podcast. But the reason for that is is that uh, it's just been hard to find quiet time where I can you know just sit and get some uh, you know space to record. It's, we've been kind of all over the, the place uh, for the last couple of weeks, but I'm sitting in a you know like I said a little town called Cowansville. Canada and there's like this little coffee shop and that's what gave me the idea for this podcast to extend a little further because in talking to you know family up here and seeing what they think of the local businesses and how some of the local businesses have done it's been interesting to hear what they expect from a business so you know you you really have to know especially if you're local you really need to know the area that you're going to be in, because you need to know what they're going to expect and the expectations they're going to have, and you know what they're looking for in a business. It's super important to know that. Um, and you know, just a, another example of how this this town's. Um, it's just I get well, it's not super tiny. I mean, there's twelve thousand people I think is what I was told it's really spread out though but this main street area for instance I'm at the mall right now I'm sitting in the parking lot this is there's a mall right across from the coffee shop I'll be going to and the mall we walked it yesterday uh, maybe had eight to ten stores if that Uh, in the parking lot there's uh, for the mall parking there's there's maybe 40 cars in the parking lot it's a very tiny little mall and, uh, you know, we walked that yesterday. You can walk it in five minutes and you're back out. Uh, but, you know, right here on Main Street, there's a bunch of little shops. And uh, there's a coffee shop that I'm going to that I really like that's uh, really cozy. It's, it's a mom and pop coffee shop, literally. The, the, the mom and pop are in there working, doing their thing. And, um, you know, so I've been going there and really enjoyed it. And what, um, what was interesting the first day that I went in there was, uh, you know, my wife's cousin told me I was going to go to uh, Tim Hortons which is up here that's the chain of course the the famous Canadian uh, chain which was just bought by Burger King it looks like uh, or they're merging at least or something along those lines um, they uh Great coffee, great donuts, good atmosphere, but it's it's similar to, in a sense, you know, at the risk of maybe insulting uh, them in some way, like uh, Dunkin' Donuts. They don't seem to like Dunkin' Donuts up here in Canada, but it's similar to Dunkin' Donuts. It's not meant to be a place that you kind of want to sit and stay and work for a few hours. You know, it's it's kind of an in-and-out fast type of place. Uh, whereas this little coffee shop here is leather seats. It's got like the earth tone, warm environment where you'd want to sit for a few hours and do some work. And it's not, of course, as busy. It's it's not as in and out. They cook like, you know, more home food cooking. It's not necessarily donuts. There's different kind of pies each week and they got pizza and soups. And, you know, so it's a different atmosphere. But the first day as I sat there, uh, the interesting thing was that I'd say 9 out of 10, maybe 8 out of 10 people that came in seemed to know the owners. They, you know, hi, how you doing? They're, they're speaking French a lot, but, you know, you could kind of tell that uh, it was it was just they knew each other. They knew each other. They were regulars. They knew almost exactly what they wanted when they went in there. They knew what to get them before they even asked. So it was a very, um, it was like like I told my wife, it was the cheers of coffee shops up here, okay? Everybody knew your name. And in the three days that I've been there, Um, I've talked to the owner quite a bit. He knows how many kids I got. He's met my wife. I know how many kids he has now. I know he was in China for a little bit and, you know, he's got a 21, a 19 year old, and then he's got a four and a two year old. He started completely over again with his kids. And, you know, I thought I had it, you know, crazy when when we had an eight year break between my recent, you know, son and I got to know the guy just in a few days there, just in, uh, um, just in the three days I've been in there, we've talked a lot and, uh, you know, it's been a great atmosphere. And one of the interesting things was when I spoke with, um, again, my wife's cousin, she was telling me that the uh, interesting thing with businesses that come in here and don't last is the ones, it tends to be the ones where somebody comes in, gets a spot, hires some people, and disappears. And so, you know, what she means by that is the owner's not around. The owner is off doing whatever, and the employees are running the shop, and what tends to happen is people don't, they don't relate to that or don't appreciate it as much. They don't um, enjoy that kind of an atmosphere where you go in and it's just the employees, you know. Um, they kind of like to know the owner of the business they're dealing with. They are very family, community kind of like a homey feel type of town where when they go in, they almost expect there to be the owner that you get to know over time. And if there's, you know, now that could work again if maybe it was an employee that was well known in the town, you know, everybody goes because, Hey, you know, Joe works there or, you know, Susie works there. So you go in and, you know, you want to, you know, talk to them and you get to know them. So it is, it it is possible to work, but it seems like there's a recurring theme that every time a business opens in this area and doesn't, Uh, doesn't, you know, follow that unwritten rule, for instance, that, um, you know, it's going to be a family community type, people are going to want to get to know you, they don't seem to survive. And that's probably also why just in this little small section, there aren't really any franchises, there's a couple franchise grocery stores up the road. um, And there is a Tim Hortons up the road, but it's a little bit further away from this little section I'm in now. But you know, in the, in the main area here, it's a lot of mom and pop type businesses. Everybody seems to know each other. They're small. Um, You know, they serve what the town likes and what the town wants and, you know, they're surviving. So it's just an interesting story about, you know, how when you open a business in a particular area or you're in a particular area already, you really should, you know, have a good understanding of what the, community expects from the business, because you're now a part of the community. And a lot of, you know, business owners are joining, you know, local chamber of commerce. And so they should know the local area, they should know local businesses really well and, and get feedback on that. But You know, you you do want to know. I mean, obviously, if you're in a town that's expecting the owner to be there or expecting to get to know you really well, it's probably good to stop in once in a while. Make sure people know who you are. Be active in the community. Make sure that they know that that's your store. It doesn't mean you have to be in the store every day. You know, uh, if you're there at first when the business first opens, greeting people, and then you start to come in, you know, you're there half days and every other day, and then you're in there for special events and you're thanking customers and greeting customers, you can really, you know, build the same atmosphere, but you're going to have to know that that's what your market expects. If you don't know that that's what your market expects, you don't know to build that. You don't know that that's what they're going to want. And so, very, very important to really have just that understanding of your community and how they expect things to work. And this, this alum, next week's episode is going to be about website conversion, how to get your website um, converting and, and making you sales rather than just being some piece of information on the internet. And one of the uh, topics or one of the things we'll cover is uh, sticking with people's normal behavior because the same rule applies for a website people have certain browsing behavior. They expect things to be in a certain place, so you don't want to violate those rules. Some people maybe yes, you might want to think out of the box and try something. The chances of it succeeding, I can I can tell you when you need to make money are probably far less. You know, let the big companies experiment with the different layouts, you know, and until the market gets used to it. But when the market's not used to something, it can just be frustrating when they go to your website and, you know, it's not done. It's not operating or flowing in the same way that they're used to. You know, we go into a grocery store. We expect certain things to be in certain places. We expect that, um, you know, the, the, the produce is going to be on the outside or the deli. We expect those types of things. Cash, cash registers at the front. When you start to violate those things, you confuse people. You know, and maybe they'll forgive it and keep coming if they're, they're there, but you want to stick with human behavior. So when it comes to a website, same principle is going to apply. Well, when it comes to your store, same principle is going to apply. You want to make sure you understand the human behavior. Are they the type that like to sit down and chat for a little bit? So should you have family-style tables? Are they more apt to be in and out quick? You know, do you have some of the market that just doesn't want to chat at all? Maybe you need booths set up, um, or not booths, but um, you know, stools set up at a bar like you know, method, you know, where they can just sit up at the front window and uh, look out at the street. So knowing your market helps you define the layout of your, your store and the flow of the store and how your, uh, you know, employees should be. You know, if you've got cold employees that just don't want to be there, that's not going to fly in a little town like this. People here expect to talk. They expect to know you. Uh, my, my wife's cousin came. He, he works not too far, so he came by. I, he knew I was working, and he rides a bike home. And so he stopped in at the coffee shop to to uh basically in a sense pick me up in a sense we we just walked uh his bike home after that but as soon as he comes in and sits down he's greeting the owner he's greeting the girl behind the counter because he knows them well he's saying hi they're saying hi they're talking he's talking about you know his family's in town there was that again sense of community sense of family they know each other they you know he already knew my uh my wife's brother went in this morning because he thought I would have already been in, there, been in there. So he stopped by the coffee shop thinking I'd be in there because that's where I've spent a good portion of my week working. And, uh, you know, he was able to ask, you know, hey, is my brother-in-law here? And and they were able to, you know, answer because they know who he's talking about already. They already know who he who he means because they've met me, they've met him, they know that we're family. And uh, they're, again, it, it just creates that little environment. So I have avoided the chain places because for me, what's more valuable is going into uh, a place where it's kind of cozy, the owner's friendly, doesn't mind me being there three to four hours with my laptop, getting work done. He doesn't mind that at all. And because of that, you know, just, I think just yesterday's or day before our lunch was like $60 between all of us. And so we're spending our money there rather than going anywhere else. And coffee's, of course, a high profit, you know, item. So I'm buying my coffees there rather than up the street at a chain. I'm getting, and, and generally when I sit at a coffee shop and do work, I, I tend to feel obligated to buy other things. So I, I get a pastry or something else. Um, you know, they got the kids hot chocolate. Uh, yesterday, actually, we were there yesterday again. Got the kids hot chocolates when I went in there. So because it gives me that sense of community and it's, Uh, you know, mom and pop type of business, I tend to want to treat it a little bit more that way where, you know, Tim Hortons, I may just get my coffee and sit in the corner, do my work and leave. I'm actually spending more money here because I'm enjoying the environment more. I want to stay longer. I want to thank the owners by giving them more profit, more business, bringing my family back and um, left a review for them on Google because it was just a cool uh, environment. I thought more people should know about it. And uh, my, my wife loved the soup. The pizza was great. So this guy's got this sense of community that he's built and so his little coffee shop was able to thrive not far from a major chain which is again we're talking about a, maybe a five minute distance if that uh, to, the, to the big coffee house uh, Tim Hortons. So he's not terribly far but he's right here on Main Street and his business is perfectly fit with the environment. And there's a little health food store that does the same little uh, knick type of place over here. I think it's like jewelry and some... They sell other stuff, though. It's kind of weird. They sell other things in there. But again, everybody seems to know each other. Um, and Again, another example. Uh, the guys... The, the coffee shop owner, the, the wife, the uh, owner, was... Uh, we were at the mall and we are in one of the stores and she saw me and came up, said hi, you know, said hi to the family. Again, they've known me three days and we're already meeting each other in other stores and talking like we've known each other forever. That's the environment they've built here. So if you come into this town and you want to open a franchise business or you're going to run a business like a franchise and disappear, you're going to have a tough time. And again, it doesn't mean that you can't do that. If you don't find, you know, maybe you got to find a way. It could just mean that you're not meant for this town. And uh, another interesting story about, a lot of people don't know this, but Starbucks, I believe they're still doing this, uh, was having problems breaking into some small towns and so what they ended up doing was creating little mom and pop type businesses again you know sometimes the best best way to beat your competition is to be your competition and so in little towns they were creating little mom and pop type restaurants uh, or i'm sorry coffee shops and uh, so it didn't say starbucks it was starbucks it was the same beans basically it was all the same stuff just laid out differently It was given a different name so that it looks like a Starbucks. And um, from what I understand, they were very successful with this in some of these towns where they couldn't break into the corporate market because th- people just weren't liking the corporate atmosphere. Same thing in this town. I could see that being something that happens is they you know open up and name themselves something else where it's not Starbucks. There's no indication that it's Starbucks. You'd have no idea it was Starbucks unless you went and looked up more about the business or maybe rumor spread. However, some people may not care at that point if they go in in this little mom and pop type environment that could work. So that's another example of how even Starbucks has realized that in some areas, being who they are doesn't work. Now, is that a good strategy for you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know if Starbucks is still doing it. It's just something they started doing. And from what I understand, it was having very good success. They may have ended that. Again, I don't know. But um, it was just an example of how they knew that they couldn't survive in certain areas with their corporate franchise-style coffeehouse. It wasn't working. So they had to change things and they had to do something different. So the lesson here, basically, bottom line, know your market. We talked about knowing your customer uh, last week, but let's talk about the bigger market. Start looking at your market. What do they expect? What are the most successful businesses doing in your area And how do they treat the customers? What do the customers expect from the business? Do they expect you to have certain brand, certain things, certain foods, um, certain style? Do they expect there to be free refills on the coffee because every other coffee shop in town is doing it? Do they expect, uh, you know, smaller coffee cups because they don't drink big, huge cups? Do they expect you to have different versions of coffee, certain flavors of coffee at certain times of year? Um, What do they expect from your Business. That's a key. Again, it could be a plumber, electrician. It doesn't matter. What if your uh, your market doesn't like big fancy wrap electrician trucks or plumber trucks, right? So big cities, you know. I always advise if you can deck out your vehicle, make it really nice and look like you know you want it to stand out. You're in a busy town. Little town like this, people may prefer that you pull up with a pickup truck with a little magnet on it that says Joe's Plumbing. You know, that may be what they expect, and they may like the fact that, hey, it's this little mom-and-pop plumbing shop, and they may like that better than if you came in and tried to go corporate on them with, you know, 800 numbers and, um, you know, big fancy trucks with big graphics on it. They may not like that here at all. That may just turn people completely away because you're so corporate and so big and glamorous and, and, and sticking out they just don't like it. They'd rather have that little mom and pop type feel where you know your service guy shows up in a little pickup truck with Joe's plumbing magnet on the side. It's got a local phone number. So know your market. know, know. sometimes that the marketing principles that others are teaching or that you're learning about how maybe having a one eight hundred number is a smart thing to do for different areas. If you're in a town where the local phone number extends, you know, an hour each way You don't necessarily need a toll-free number and that may hurt you because they may think you're an out-of-town plumbing company that's set up a little office here, you know, and they would rather work with somebody that lives in the city. And so by having a local phone number, you can often beat that perception, uh, you know, or at least avoid having the misconception that you're some big corporate entity. So study your market know what they're into, are they okay with corporate businesses, do they prefer small mom and pops, do they, do they, you know, shy away from big corporate looking services and trucks, Um, are they expecting a certain thing, and that's a big lesson today, so that's a quick one, we're only at 20 minutes, which is good, I wanted a quick hitting, you know, lesson extension of last week's episode, so... Get a good idea of, of, of your town. Walk your town, visit the stores, talk to people. If you're new to the town, if you live there, you should know. And if you live there and you don't know, pay attention as you're shopping. Pay attention as you're doing business. What's 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 going on that, that people are, are are enjoying most? It's okay to think outside the box and think of what you might be missing. What is the town missing that you might be able to bring to the table? But, you know, beware of, you know, trying to be the Starbucks coffee shop in a small town. That's, it's n- probably not going to work well unless you unless, you know, it, there's a dire need for it because everybody's begging for there to be this big corporate, you know, coffee shop. Really know your market study it talk to the people look at the businesses that have gone out of business why did they go out of business what were they doing wrong what were they you know what were they doing right what did they do that that might have turned people away um, and, and, you know don't be afraid to walk down the street and talk to people hey remember that restaurant that was right here or that, that that electrician that was right here did you ever use them what did you like what didn't you like talk to people get to know the area and, um, and again same applies for a big area you know uh, as we talked about as I talked about with my wife's cousin about the difference in family here. I talked about Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and Tim Hortons where they tend to be located. You know, a lot of people don't want that kind of atmosphere when you're when you're busy, you know, you're on your way to work. You want in and out. You want speed. You want the drive through to be lightning fast. Right? That's what you want. You're not looking for slow, casual, you know, you're waiting behind some guy and the owner's talking to him for for a minute or two while you're trying to get your coffee. You know, some people aren't gonna like that if it's a rush rush type of town. So Again, build the business how the market wants the business or what it's looking for or what it really needs. And you'll succeed whether you're in a busy town or a small town. It won't matter. Um, know the market, know the needs, build the business around that. Hopefully you can take this little lesson uh, for, that I've learned from the the locals here in uh, Cowansville, Canada. That's where my wife was born. So hopefully you guys can take that you know, a little bit of a lesson from the small town type of uh, marketing because it's different. It really is different. You know, it really is. And, and just a closing thing. It doesn't mean that you don't do the right marketing practices. It doesn't mean that your website shouldn't be done properly. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be using your local listings like any other business should. You need to have your still, your Google Plus, Google Map listing or whatever they want to call it next. You need to have your Yelp and maybe a Facebook you know account and all that set up. Still want that because what you still want is when somebody's looking for a coffee shop for them to punch it into their phone and find your business. So don't avoid the smart marketing practices that are still very effective. We're only talking about the style and feel of the business. You still need to use all the best marketing tools available to you as long as they don't kind of put a corporate in-your-face Mentality in front of the customers. So just be careful with that part there. And uh, I hope to see you next week as we talk about how to get your websites converting next week. So that's going to be a fun one too. That's a great topic. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Top of the Wall Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of the great episodes coming up for you. For more resources and tools to take your business to the top, visit redwallmarketing.com.